thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your host and Dungeon Master Kenny. We have with us for the uh, Sword of Yalzar campaign almost our entire party of six. So just five tonight. We have our sorcerer. Hello everyone, this is Jeff playing Orwellio. We'll be missing our cleric tonight, Leon. Don Bringer, uh, played by uh, Eric. He'll be not, not here tonight. We have our druid. Aha, hello, that's me, Robert. We have our paladin. Hey guys, this is Ku, and tonight I am playing Dakota. Yes, you heard that right. Don't worry, we'll explain it. <clears throat> we also have our rogue. Hey, this is Hannah. I'm playing Bree. And our ranger. I am Roderick, playing Radar. I sell spices. Absolutely. So, when we last left off, the party had just sort of formally signed themselves away to um, participating in this adventure where they were going to assist... Uh, the, the this group of people with the Adventurers Guild to deliver a parcel to several different places across the world. Uh, and you all were sort of said, you know, make your make your choice of which place to go first. Um, do you all remember where you chose to head off towards first? Not at all. It made no difference to Aurelio. I don't think that we decided yet. We just looked at the map and it was like, here are these circled places, but we didn't discuss. Okay. Uh, so do you all want to take some time to discuss that? Sure. We're, uh, we're just south of the great city, Yal. Yeah, so if you go hard south from Yal, there is a small town near the uh, end of that um, north and south river, and that's Latchburg. Uh, we could just go into the desert and do that one. Uh, I don't know if we want to try to make a circle out of it and cross the ocean a bunch of times. Fion chimes in and says that, uh, well, that does seem like a very smart way of doing so. And the desert is the closest path at least. And hey, I hear that the wine that the Rust Dwarves make is exquisite. Hmm. Orwellio throws a compass. I say we go this way. The compass went towards the desert. It's still pointing north. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Cub, do you have any insight here? I'm still reeling from my drunken exhaustion. He's so okay. full of honey. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> well, so you all had taken the, the, the night in and then the... No, this was morning. That's right. You guys take the morning to get last-minute supplies before heading out of town. Was there any notable purchases that you all did? Um, Orwellio has a black donkey with a white face. 
and all of his bags and goods are now strapped to that and not his frail little body. Gotcha. And you blew the, the, the five gold it takes to get a donkey? Yes. <laughs> this is the high roller suite now. <laughs> the donkey's got a name. And that is? Esquelito. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> Alright. It's wearing the felt hat. Right. No, uh, uh, duh. First of all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, you all sort of gather yourselves on the south side of Latchburg to head out. However, there's a pair of, well, there's a pair of people, one familiar, one unfamiliar, at the south gate. Melody is standing there, and standing beside her, quite towering over her, is a young but fully adult yak folk man in gilded fur uh, that sort of shines amberly in the sun. Um, I'll let Dakota explain his character more fully as you approach. Uh, is that my cue? <laughs> what do you think? Yes. Um, so what you see is a, like he said, an amber-furred yak folk, yak folk, um, yak folk, and he is armed in a set of scale mail armor, um, and it's got kind of like a geometric shape to it, not like smooth scales. Um, and he wields a spear in one hand, kind of using it like a walking stick, um, and on his back, if you were to like turn to the side, you would see a appears to be an older leather shield with a black hoof print painted onto it. Um, and he has two kind of like buffalo-esque horns on his head that are um, kind of like a not uh, kind of like a dirty bone color. You know, they're not black and they're not like bleached white. It's like a brownish yellow. Yeah. So just sort of a natural natural bone color, yeah. Well, natural horn. Horn, yeah. Gotcha. Orwellio waves. Uh, so, Melody bows quite gracefully as you all approach and uh, clasps her hands with a sort of musical note instead of a clap and says, Ah, I'm so glad that I was able to catch you all before you left Latchburg. I have a fine opportunity for you all. You see this large, tall, strong yak folk beside me is a very particular person, and they have expressed interest in assisting us in the mission that you were all intending on going on. And allow me to introduce to you Dakota Pathweaver, son of the Khan of Khans of the Great North Expanse, Pahokwi. His father has a long history with good and heroic deeds. And so his son, this one standing before you all, 
has decided for through his own fashions to find his own glory and, and heroic tales through his own actions, I believe. And what better opportunity than to assist the Adventurer's Guild in such an illustrious task such as this? And so once we heard he had been traveling south and looking for venture, we seized the opportunity after a fashion and have brought him here. And he only just arrived this morning. I assume I you all can make like, acquaintance. I'd give you like I'd give everybody a like hand over my chest, you know, where my heart would be, and bow my head and say greetings to all of you. I hope that we have many a grand adventure together. Theon, being his normal um, <clears throat> forward self sort of steps forward and, and gladly uh, grabs the large yak folk's hand and shakes it heartily with both hands and says, Ah, yes, I've heard much tale of you and your kin and the glory of the North. Never been myself. It's a bit too cold for my waifish form. But I hear you all party well, and I see that you are amongst a party indeed. We will have many tales to tell. Well, he just looks between everybody. Cub had followed behind Theon and then snuck around and then just kind of like is inspecting this tall person slash yak that he's never seen before. And is just like poking at the leg, just trying to like figure out if it's beast or man. Yeah, Bree would like run up behind Cub and be like holding onto his shoulders, sort of peeking Watching him. <laughs> Roger, anything? How, how tall is Dakota? Um, he he would be slightly shorter than Pahokwi was, so he was he's about like seven. Yeah, 11. just shy of eight feet tall. So okay. sizable. <laughs> yeah. Pretty big. Yeah. Far and away taller than the rest of the party by I would yeah. say a substantial margin. Uh noticing the alright, sorry, did you actually want to do anything? No. Uh, Fion sort of picking up on his... Oh, sorry, Finn. Fuck me. I keep doing that. Uh, Finn, noticing the hesitation in his party, takes lead. Uh, and says, well... And he sort of throws his arms out uh, in a gentle bow of the head. Allow me to take the lead here. I am Finn Fostep. You may know the two beside me, the smallest of our troop. Uh, they are Cub, as he sort of gently pats uh, Cub on the shoulder. Um, and then this is also Bree, our talented cut purse, as he you know pats her shoulder in turn. Gesturing with his left hand now to the donkey riding. Donkey riding or just donkey? Oh, no, he's just near the donkey. <clears throat> the donkey uh, in tow, Aurelio, says, this is Aurelio, the manifesto of our arcane talents yes that is me <laughs> he sort of weakly gestures in the direction of Leon Dawnbringer and says our sun obsessed ironclad man this is Leon and last but not least our mercantilely talented amongst us Rodnar 
Well, this appears to be quite the fine party. I think they'll tell tale of our heroics down the line. Cub looks back at the party, raises an eyebrow, and then in Sylvan says, Really? To who? Anyone what, in particular? You, just like, just, just kind of like, <laughs> just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Just kind of like, get a load of this guy kind of camp. That's where uh, we put it. Uh, my hands were definitely on my hips for the word heroic. <laughs> right. Fion, uh, Finn sort of like spits down to, to Cub. We don't know what languages he speaks. And it would either way be terribly rude for us to speak in another language in front of someone who doesn't know it. But yes, I agree. This is a bit uh, grandiose, even for us. <laughs> that was all in Sylvan, yeah? Yes. I shrug. So, Orwellia would say from the back, we begin to explore now, yes? This is why I'm here. Melody sort of interjects at this point. Um, so, we are at the south gate. I assume you are heading that direction? You would assume correct. Oh, very good. Make sure you hit one of the Rust Dwarf checkpoints before you reach too deep into the desert. It could otherwise be terribly unsafe. Uh, would you have uh, any information on where that might be so we can head that direction? If your feet start to touch sand for more than three steps in a row, travel east or west. Okay. You can't go very far without finding one of those checkpoint towns. They would love the opportunity, and she sort of rolls her eyes with that, to ensure that you have a safe travel. Hmm. Sure they would. Well, with that, I will excuse myself. I'm sure we'll see each other sometime in the future, but until then, be well. And with that, she sort of just, like, scoots down the pathway. <clears throat> back into town. I'm ready to go now. <clears throat> Alright. We going or what? So, south? South. That's what you've decided on? Correct. That's where the compass went. Oh, before we go too much further, I have to... Uh make a really loud whistle that's sort of sing-songy, and this little blue jay zooms in out of nowhere and comes and lands on my head, and then hops down to my shoulder and starts kind of like grabbing my ear with its beak and tugging on it until I fish around my backpack for some of that egg from uh, this morning and feed it. Adorable. Jeez. That's it. <laughs> Is that a familiar of yours? Mm-hmm. Just a little, little pet. Right. But no one's good. I like it a bird. <laughs> oh, thanks. His name's Nexus. He came from me, came with me from my home forest before we left. I too have a pet. He says, pulling out the skull. But he's not. <laughs> That's cute. 
<laughs> That's not like your grandfather, is it? No, this is Orwellio. Okay, good. Just never mind. Uh, uh so if we're about <laughs> to set out, guys, I just kind of like eye the skull a little bit out of the corner of my eye, like weird. Um. Does everybody have all of the supplies they're going to need for a journey like that? Probably. Oh, got so many rations. <laughs> um, he motions to the donkey. Theon makes Probably. a unmodified nature check because he's not proficient in it. I'm pretty sure we have what we need to survive the desert. There's no way we could be underprepared. I say let's go. <laughs> oh, or Orwellio's already walking. Right. Uh, okay. So, on your cart that you have... Yes. What... Did we get into its parameters last time? Uh, yeah, I, I splurged and got the... The, the biggest vehicle that's in the player's handbook, which is the carriage. Okay. Um, I, I described it as being kind of run down because it, it, I would have bought it like secondhand from from the orc tribe that I was a part of. Um, well, I imagine I, it might be rustic, but still probably yeah. in good working order. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's a... I would, there's not really a description in the player handbook of what a carriage is, mm -hmm. but uh, I would assume that it is a covered, has an interior area, you know, kind of like a, not like a covered wagon, but like a... Well, I, I sort of like imagine a, like it a, to like be a, like... Like a, a carriage from like a Western where, yeah, you know, there's exactly. a person who sits up front and there's people in, in the back. Yeah, there's, but, there's a back seat, a front seat, and an interior with probably, you know, two <clears throat> padded seats or, you know, couches, as, as as lack of a better term. Yeah. With a bunch of shit, you know, strapped to the roof. Yeah. And undercarriage as well, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, cool. So who are you going to, like permit your party to ride in that or what's the what's the scheme <laughs> as long as there's no cargo it's more important uh, I have no cargo <laughs> <laughs> so pretty much everybody could could get in or on this thing Pro probably um, would it fit um, me you, uh, you'd probably have to sit probably. on the outside yeah you, I don't think you'd fit on the inside but as long as you don't max out the 4,000 carry weight of the I don't think I'm that many pounds. Yeah. <laughs> My muscles are heavy, but not that heavy. I I did think about it a little bit, and, like, all of the, just, like, the carriage and the necessities of, like, food and water for the donkeys is, like, 1,500. So there's, like, 2,500 pounds to play with. Yeah. You know, could probably pull everyone if everyone wanted to sit in it. Yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. Or Willio would climb on top of Esquilito. 
who he clearly does not know how to ride. <laughs> and, uh, just motions, go. <laughs> <laughs> you want to give me a handle animal with that, or just... I No, I'm 100% about to give the animal, animal handling for that. That's a solid 13. Do you not have a wisdom mod? No! <laughs> Alright, fuck me. <laughs> Sorry for asking. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so, uh... You're, you're able to usher Esculito down the road. Yes. Um, he sort of meanders a path rather than sticking to a fully straight one, but you know, he gets the idea that you want him to go forward and he obliges. There's a, there's a victory on the face of Orwellia. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I would smile broadly at seeing your cart seeming to think that it's you know pretty nice. Ah, uh, this will be a lot nicer than by foot. That's how I got here. And I'll climb onto the front to sit next to wherever Rodnar would drive it. Yeah. Becomes a pretty tight seat at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Julio Cozy. Let's imagine me kind of like a big guy with my arms like in and him just like next. No, I'm just picturing you yak spreading in the front. <laughs> but oh, oh can I sit up there too? What? what? Can I sit up there too? Um, I imagine you could definitely sit on like the top front of the carriage and sort of overlook okay. them. But I don't know if you'd be able to f- fully be comfortable in the front seat. I, I'm gonna just try to like clamor up there and figure out wherever I can sit that's up there with them and try to be cool about it. <laughs> Alright. Give me a, uh... Let's see. A performance check. Or an acrobatics, whichever you'd prefer. <laughs> Eighteen. And was that a 18 performance or an 18 acrobatics? That was an acrobatics. Okay. So, uh... I do a backflip up to the top. <laughs> Just kidding. <clears throat> well, let's let's play with that. Um, so, <laughs> you all, whoever's, like, willing to see, can see uh, Bree sort of, like, start to clamor up the side uh, of, of the carriage... And then she sort of locks one of her feet into play, play uh, place, and then turns, lifts her two arms like above and behind her head, and just like flips her entire lower body up onto top with just like a sick like crunch, like reverse crunch, and just like folds herself up and flips onto the top of the carriage. Hmm. Pretty impressive there, little one. Oh yeah, thanks. 
She do the flip. <laughs> Impressive. Here, Wellio, can my bird ride with you? Chase. I like <laughs> a bird. He's gonna come and land on uh, Little Orwellio. Yes. As uh, much as he does not like people, he seems to really enjoy the presence of the bird in his life. In uh, his life, just in general. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this bird's now a fixture, so look out anyone targeting bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Finn just sort of uh, excuses himself into the carriage. Uh, I wild shape into a mule and ride along Orwellio. Because why not? Too many mules. <laughs> Too many mules. So, Leon, Leon goes inside the carriage as well. I'm beginning to think this be a long trip. It does not matter. I find the treasures. <laughs> if all goes well, it'll be quite long. We'll see the world on many adventures and tell many stories. <laughs> I flex a little at the end of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I grab the reins of the carriage and usher on my... my... 25 minutes it took to leave town. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> We are all going to die in the desert. <laughs> That's a, fine. A very I, real possibility. I can't wait for our 200th episode. Yeah. <laughs> I I have 80 gallons of water on the carriage. It is for the donkeys, but I do have 80 gallons of water. <laughs> can I precipitate <clears throat> it into wine? Can you what? Press this word. Press to digitate? Yes. What are you oh. asking if you can press to digitate? Nope, never mind. Definitely not water in the wine. No. <laughs> <laughs> you think Jesus was just some like level one wizard with like <laughs> Check out this fucking cantrip, dude. <laughs> oh my god. He really should have learned blink there at the end, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so this desert, he says. Uh -huh. <clears throat> Anything we should uh, be on the lookout for? Anybody? He's not asking anyone in particular. He's just talking. Uh, Silence is bad. I've never been this far south. Oh, yes, yes. Chief, Chief North. I remember. Uh... Uh, why don't you give me a history check and see what that tells us? <laughs> Six. Sweet. <clears throat> so, you know that that's where the rust dwarves live. Hey. You know that deserts sure are scary. And if you're not prepared, it's very easy to die there. Good, good information. Does he know about the sand? And how it's 
coarse and rough and it gets everywhere. <laughs> no, he doesn't know about the sand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be clear, you do know that sand is in deserts. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. Listen, I didn't want, like, later this session or next session, you guys to arrive to the desert and Rod and I just be like, ah, we're at a beach. We must have missed it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> On that note, do I know that there's sand in the desert? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> we, all, we all know about the sand. Or is going on ahead of the party at this point. I don't say anything because I'm a goddamn mule. Nay. <laughs> the carriage is moving. Right. So. I've never been anywhere except out of my forest and, you know, just living on the streets of the city. This sounds sad. <laughs> oh, it's fine. I had next. He sort of, like, reaches over and pecks at your nose a little bit, or will you? Just very gently. I am pleased. <laughs> so, you guys kill the majority of a day on uh, on, on the road, southbound. Um, and it's, uh, it's you know, the, the, the these sort of southlands of, you know, central Yalzar Majora, they're they're pretty well traveled and you know it's not terribly uncommon for you to see another group perhaps passing north uh or or you know maybe pass some foot people uh foot traveling people um you know heading south but uh it's coming up on evening in the sort of lowlands that you're in uh the occasional hill patches of trees you know but uh no substantial forests per se and uh you know, no large bodies of water. But uh, do you all just sort of get off the path a little ways, uh, or how do, how do you do you stop for the night at all? Oh yeah, Let's pull oh, off the, the old trail here. Find a nice. Yeah. Do you try to get substantially off the road, or just kind of like you know? Where 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 you can still see the road. Oh, we can still see the road. <clears throat> okay. Any particular small preparations you all take? Orwellio climbs off his donkey and sets up a tent. Yeah, I wanna set up my tent. I I don't know, do you? I thought I one. Oh, might sleep on the ground then. Or in the carriage. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna let the donkeys out of the, the harness of the carriage. I used roadcraft to start a very basic fire between all the tents. Wait, like? No, never mind. Sets the tents on fire. That's what I heard. I was just like, <laughs> it's, it's my tent. first action day one oh, no. to burn everyone's tents up. <laughs> 
we've no, just got a Cubs trap. I mean, I just assume like all the tents are somewhat like aligned with each other. Your tents show that your bloodline is weak. You will all be strong now. Uh, Fion sets up his bedroll, and Leon sets up his tent. Nice. And I just lay out my bedroll and sleep under the stars. Yeah, I just have a bedroll, so I'd just be... Alright, so the three of you bedroll sleepers probably sleep pretty close together. Sure. Yeah, I'd probably, like, cuddle up with Cup a little bit. Anywho, the... No, not at all. It, it's really, really not. Um, I just didn't really know like how to segue from that. <laughs> so the evening is calm. Does does anyone um, look to do guard watch, or do you all just sort of not? Nah. Just let the donkeys do that. Guard watch. <laughs> I think I can handle that. No need, Esquilito watches. <laughs> Do you command your no. your mule to, to guard camp? Yes, actually. Give me a handle animal on that. <laughs> it doesn't matter if I know it's ridiculous. Or Wellio doesn't. That's exactly right. Is, is, all, is all of this within like... <laughs> <laughs> So it's a solid. yeah, no, it's I saw one. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you you task your your animal to do that, and uh, it just sort of begins to slowly and mule like patrol the perimeter of camp. I'll keep guard as well. I would like to bond with the donkey by joining him on guard one. <laughs> There's nothing weird about that. Do not touch my mule. Don't touch. He's special. And then Orwella goes to bed. The sleep of someone who feels completely safe. Alright. <clears throat> Cool, so that happens. Uh, so with no one else on guard, there's going to be part of the night unguarded. So uh, does everyone go to sleep or does anyone do anything else before then? Um, I'd like to stay up through the night in guard because in my mind, he's going to be just like, I can sleep on the carriage on the way tomorrow. Gotcha. Okay. So, um, after everyone else goes to bed, uh, uh, Dakota, it's, uh, it's maybe 10, 15 minutes before the donkey just sort of, like, falls asleep. A loyal companion? None could ask for more. I will hang out with the donkey and give him pets while I guard. While he sleeps. What's your passive perception? It 10. Okay. (laughs) Neat. Nothing happens. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All will fear escorted. I'm such a good guard. <laughs> As I son... just look at the donkey like, yeah, we're guards. The donkey guards replies the only way that a donkey can, by snoring, because it's asleep. Okay. <laughs> uh, anywho, so... As dawn begins to break, Pokwe, even your... Sorry, Dakota. I'm going to do Whoa. that probably a couple of oh, times. not God. my father. I'm probably going to do that a couple of times. I'm just going to be honest. That's okay. Uh, so, Dakota, you see... Even, even your perception can pick up this growing black mass maybe 15 feet out of camp. Uh, it is a small black tent pitched just outside of your camp. Oh. And nobody else, uh, nobody else is awake at this point. I'm going to say this is like pretty much at the like not even really proper dawn yet, but just like the sun's coming and the light of its, you know, not quite arrival has still illuminated the surrounding lowlands enough for you to see that. Um, can I tell, like, about how far outside of our camp? Yeah, like I said, like 10, 15 feet outside of your camp. Oh, 10 or 15 feet. Um, I'm going to curiously get up and, like, walk over towards it and inspect it. As you approach, um, you can see that there's no visible opening on the side that you're approaching. But as you sort of, you know, get closer, you can smell, uh... A campfire breakfast being cooked, and you can hear the soft, gristly tones of a voice singing, just sort of like a hum de dum sort of, you know, nonsensical series of notes of a song. And it's scraggly, and it's guttural, and it's very simple. I'm gonna kind of, like... You know, I'm I'm not exactly the stealthiest, so I'll mm -hmm. just walk around the tent. And be like, hello. <coughs> ah, yes, come round. <laughs> Is it you, Night God? Yeah, yeah, it is. Ah, hello. And by this point, you sort of get around to the other side of the tent from where you started. And sitting on the ground in a small little, you know, sticks and, you know, ten tender uh, fire on the ground is a bugbear hunched over and holding simple cookware and cooking a couple of slabs of meat and about half a dozen eggs over the fire. Good morning. Are your friends awake? I have many goods that I'd love to trade. Really? So I take it in the night you <coughs> sought safety by camping close to us? No, I called out, but no one responded. So I simply decided that I would wait until the morning. I see. Well, no, I'm the only one awake, but I'm pretty certain you'll find, uh, find something to trade with, with our carriage driver. Fantastic. And he sort of like wrinkles his fingers, uh, fingertips together uh, after resting 
his uh, cookware on the ground for just a moment, just to do that, and then picks it back up and continues to cook his breakfast. <laughs> well, fetch your friends, fetch your friends. The breakfast is mine, but you may fetch your friends. Um, like, just coming up. Um, I guess I'll go wake everybody up. Yeah, um, I mean, they've, they've, they've had a long rest by this point. Yeah, I'll... I'll give my horn a little toot. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, Nexus starts, like, screaming at that, and only way I blew Well, <laughs> it's my horn of feel, so you guys, like, I'm blowing it with the intention to be, like, wakey, wakey, eggs and bakey toots. Oh, it's the... Is it sort of like a... Is it sort of like a... No. Okay. Orwellio is aroused from his sleep <laughs> and exits his tent. Great choice of words. <laughs> and accurately how. I am startled awake and use my speech with little uh, small animals to be like, what's going on with Nexus as it's freaking out? Finn jolts up and goes, my hair! <laughs> The trumpet uh, blow. Who do we kill? Yeah, Nexus is like, Horn, Horn, there's Horn! What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> to Cub, because, you know. Right. And, and Bree. And Bree's just like, Oh my god, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Leon is already out doing his ritual behind his tent, greeting the sunrise as it comes. Can we tell what direction the horn's coming from? I'm assuming, yeah. Yeah, it's very clear. And, okay. like, as you sort of wake up and look around, you go, that black cloth tent sure wasn't here when we went to bed. <laughs> I don't know, I like this thing. Are we, is this, he looks left and right. Is this a robbery? <laughs> I just read about these. A highwayman, at last. <laughs> <laughs> That's <what> expected. <laughs> Escalito does not wake up. Ah, tired from the guard duty. <laughs> so loyal. <laughs> Rob I'll call out. Rodnar, do you have any input? No. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead. I'll, I'll call out, but not too loud, because it's, it's the fucking morning. Um, we have a tradesman in our midst, if anybody's interested in supplies. Show me your treasures. All is safe. <laughs> Just kind of like stand up and walk off towards the tent. Okay. Show me your treasures, Gypsy. <laughs> Don't say. <laughs> <laughs> so who 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 goes to see what's going on? 
Or will you? Goes. Yeah. Alright. Bree? Uh, no, I'm gonna just uh, groggily sit by whatever fire there is and just kick the, you know, scrambled egg out of my bags and feed Nexus. Okay. Those are starting to turn, by the way. Yeah, well, that's why we're eating them now. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> and specifically to the bird. And specifically to the bird. <laughs> uh, all right, so to the rest of you that come around, you see the same sight that uh, Dakota saw. Um, it is a, a bugbear sitting in front of a small campfire. But by this point, he has eaten most of the, the food off of the, the cookery he's using. And goes, ah, yes! Many people to trade with. Good. Welcome! Uh, and he sort of gets a little angry because he only has two hands and, like, one of them is holding the cookery and the other one's holding, like, like a fork. And so he just, like, looking around, somewhat confused by his own predicament of opportunity, sort of, like, quickly scarfs the hot food into his mouth curses a little bit in Bugbear, throw, throws the cookery in, on the ground and goes, bah, 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 right, goods, barter, trade. I show you, I show you. And he like hobbles into his tent and pulls uh, a pair of cords that like raises the walls of the tent up so you can like <laughs> cleanly see inside and laid out the, the what used to be the base ground perimeter of the tent is instead now uh, quite visible and an array of like laid out cloths that are all like stained with wax or like food or just you know not well kept or laundered cloth but on on them is all manner of kinds of goods Uh, vials of nefarious liquid ratty old papyrus rolled up and sealed you know uh, some weapons some ammo some armor you know kind of a menagerie of like gently suspicious stuff and he like plops himself in the middle and goes yes see we trade yes gold and coins and goods Hmm. Anything that looks like spell scrolls and stuff like that. Do you say that to him? Uh, that's Orwellio looking first. Okay. <clears throat> but, like, do you vocalize any of that desire to him? Or do you just sort of think that? Or are you looking for that? Uh, just looking for right now. Before he speaks. Like I said, you see a couple, re- like like, piles of... You know, scrolls bundled up on each other. Um, you know, without looking at them thoroughly, it would be almost impossible to tell. But probably a pretty safe bet. Don't you have any of the uh, spells, magic scrolls, these sort of things? Arcana. Ah, <laughs> yes, but they're mine. But you can trade for them. <laughs> What what do you have? What do you want to give me? Money? 
Ah, gold. <laughs> the finest of the trade goods. Because it works everywhere. Don't tell. I will kill you. But you can use that knowledge for you. For you and I. For we are uh, <laughs> barter partners. Scrolls, spells, of course. Uh, here, this pile. What what spell do you need? Um. Orwellio didn't think that far ahead. He's just peeking. Uh, let's see. Come back to Orwellio's <laughs> okay. search for spells rules. So you flip through your your mental logs. The bugbear loses his patience and turns to the rest. You! What is it you desire? What is it you want? I can have it. I'm sure that I do. Alright, who's being bold? <laughs> I'm gonna look through his goods here. Uh... Said he had suspicious liquids. Oh yeah. Uh, these uh, these vials. Uh, what uh, what's in them? Potences, poisons, potions, uh, other alliteration of pee in liquid bottle. <laughs> I'll uh, wrinkle my snout at that one. Right. Um. <laughs> uh, could I? Uh, how, how much would you want for a, a, a meager assortment of your uh, strange liquid? Mm, yes, I could give you a little bit of the four types I have for <clears throat> twenty gold. Hmm. Or perhaps a ponytail from one of the fair-haired amongst you. <laughs> I uh, give my tail a little swish and don't respond to that. <laughs> hmm. I don't. Uh, I don't think anybody would be willing to part their hair. Fortunately. With a full mouth, I would like yell. The the mules have enough to go around. The bugbear sort of spits onto the ground. And goes mule hair, gross, simple, coarse, useless. Orwellio peeks over at the man. Did you have it a scroll? What make it a tiny house? Tiny house? Yes. <laughs> Many. Uh, no, just one. Valuable. Very valuable. Tell me your price, merchant. <laughs> he sort of runs over by, like, scooching because he's, like, sitting. So he's just, like, clawing at the ground to pull himself over <laughs> to the scrolls. Just picture... <laughs> I'm just picturing him making the sound from, like, the Zora from Legend of Zelda. Just <laughs> Weep. Weep. <laughs> no, uh, it's much more ravenous in 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 action. Uh, and he f- flecks the the caked on dirt from his claws that he built up by grabbing the earth and pulling himself closer, uh, and hands you one scroll in particular. And you can see he like peeks into the side of it and goes, <clears throat> "Yeah, 
Yes, this is it. 200 gold and it's yours. This price. I do not do this price. What price do you do? 100 gold coin. Hmm. I'll take the skull and a hundred. For this I would kill you. <laughs> you can see his sort of like nostrils flare at the threat. And he goes, if you can kill me, you can have everything. Obviously. For free. But no, I like my things. Orwellio's already looking at the other party members. <laughs> I shake my head. That's not what heroes do. So I'm told. What else do you have? <laughs> If you're going to rob me for only a hundred gold, you must have other things. Things that I would want. Would you do a hundred and fifty gold? Then what else? I have this hat. Let me see. He pulls out the felt hat. He snatches it from you, sniffs it, takes a bite out of it, and seems to chew on the felt. This will do! hundred gold, now! Yes. Orwellio gives him the hundred gold, feeling like he got a bargain. He stuffs the hat onto his larger-than-your-head until it fits poorly. Uh, and then he hands you the scroll after taking the gold. This is good trade. I feel this. It's feel great this. trade. I only do good barters and trade. Who else? I'm done with you. Uh, do you have perhaps any magic-laden trinkets of some sort, or weapons? Yes! For you. Bright, glowing, with the sun. Ha! Ha! One, one, yes. And he sort of, like, throws his upper body away from you all and grabs... A, clay, a small clay pot that's been sealed with ropes on a on a cork, and he flops back over and hands it over towards you and says, "For thirty, f no, forty, <laughs> thirty-five gold. This oil, yes, uh, oil. Rub upon your armor or weapon. It will glow for three days." Hmm. How much gold did he say again? It was kind of hard to tell. On purpose, but okay. somewhere 30 between 40. Okay. Hmm. 30 gold. He sort of like sneers and goes, mm. I said that first. Wrong, wrong, wrong price. But you call. You know it is the price. Of course. 30 mm. gold. I'll take it then. And I'll hand him. 30 gold, like it ain't nothing. Okay. I'm done with you. Thank you. Mm. I like this man. Cookie. I approach and make like a flower type gesture with my hands, like I'm a sprouting gesture. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, he sort of like looks around and like grabs a dagger and then he grabs uh, a vial of very thick almost neon green liquid 
and goes and like shakes one and then shakes the other. Goes witch. <laughs> he asked you a question. I just point to the greenest thing there. So the vial, then. Yeah. And he goes this <laughs> potent. Uh, make grow. I, I kind of like count on my fingers, just kind of like shrug as if to ask like how much. Uh, the bugbear sort of looks around and goes, does he not talk? Does he not talk? Does he not? And he like pulls his own tongue out and goes, does he not have tongue? <laughs> 20, no. Platinum. Because you irritate me. <laughs> I shrug and then use Druidcraft to make the whole place smell like skunk. <laughs> and then walk back to camp. The bugbear sniffs himself all over and goes, mm, Pleasant smell. I like you more. Only 15. I just kind of like, Feh, and then walk off back to camp. Uh, visibly upset, the bugbear throws the vial in anger uh, and it lands just outside of camp. Everywhere the oil splatters to, uh, the ground erupts in greenery. <laughs> oh. Would have killed this man. What a waste of a potion. I think it's kind of pretty. And I would, like, pluck a flower and then, like, run it over to Cub and just hand it. Uh, as you approach it um, and pull the flower from it, the sort of greenery that grew then shoots up in, like, thorny spikes as if to catch you like a trap. But it oh, doesn't. No. I'd like recoil in horror and I don't know. Do I get hit by it? No. Okay. Never mind. Uh, at this point, the bugbear seems rather desperate, uh, sort of jabbing his finger at the other members of the party, being like, "You buy something. Buy something from me." Wait, is he pointing at me? At everyone who hasn't bartered with him yet, yeah. <laughs> I, these all the all these items here, they, they're they're quite common. I would I would like to see uh, your secret stock of items, please. You can see his he like visibly twinge. <laughs> he stands up. And then grabs the the main pole of his tent and throws it away. And you see, as he stands up, he stands a full 15 feet tall. As if he was growing with the size. And, like, slams his two fists on the ground, almost posing like a, like a, like a gorilla. And goes, common, simple, secret. 
I show you secrets, but you buy secrets. I don't show for free. You must buy something when I show them to you. Almost like finger on your chest at that point. I'm kind of poor. And with that, he sort of <laughs> deflates in size to a normal bugbear and digs up the soft earth where he was sitting and reveals a sizable footlocker mm-hmm. and sets it on the ground in front of him and opens it by digging his fingers into a very, like, it's almost as if the lock looks like a series of, like, uh, bowling ball holes, except it's four holes instead of three. And he, like, sticks his clawed hand, uh, uh, fingers into those holes and pulls uh, across the front, which unlocks the top. Hmm. (laughs) Oh, now we're talking. I'm going to come running over. And inside (coughs) is a pearl-handled, very faint dagger. And when I say that, I mean, like, you know those, like, tri-blade, like, stiletto daggers? Mm -hmm. Like, very, very small profile? Something like that. Um, Next to it is just a sword hilt and handle. No blade. Next to it is uh, a small, like maybe the size of a one foot dowel rod, but has been cut down into like a spiral that is covered in scorch marks. Hmm. And he says, These three are secrets. You buy one. How much for the uh, the hilts of the sword? <laughs> my favorite of my secrets. You buy it good. 300 gold coins. No negosh. <laughs> it's <laughs> a weapon of pure magic. More like it a pure imagination. I see no weapon. He grabs the hilt and stabs it at Aurelio and a blade of light appears out of the hilt and stops one foot in front of Aurelio. (laughs) He says, It's magic! It's weapon! You see this now! I roll to not pee. (laughs) (laughs) Aurelio's hands go up in a kung fu motion. (laughs) He definitely steps back. Um, he threatens me. <laughs> I don't have three hundred gold. <laughs> I have I have fifty five. Then you ask your friends. Someone buy secrets. Uh, secrets. This, this man seems uh, quite adamant that uh, we buy this for three hundred gold. I have fifty five. Uh, but. Uh, what do you say, team? You... <laughs> I could chip in, but do you have any spices, perhaps, or anything in that card of yours? Give him the gnomes, rations, and eggies. <laughs> I have, uh... No! If, 
Sir, if you would accept things that are not gold, uh, I have... I have one deal, if not gold. One and only. And you take or you don't take. But you don't know till you take. And I take from you all. Equally. Uh. <laughs> now, choose! I don't do secret deals. Take the bet, you pussy. Not your choices to make, yeah! it's his. He make deal. sort of steps forward and hands and puts the hilt in your hands and goes, mm-hmm. it's good, powerful weapon secrets. But mine now. And with that, he sort of raises up a, his left claw hand and as if to slap at you. But he instead rakes slowly in front of him and what washes over everyone in the party is a sort of slash mark that wraps around each of you. Everyone make a wisdom or an intelligence saving throw. Would I still be affected by that, considering I'm not there? Where are you? I went back to camp. Yeah, but that's like 10, 15 feet away. Okay. I just figured I was behind him. (laughs) Behind everything. Whoops. Oh, Kelly or William. And what was this for? An intelligence or a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 15 for me. It's a solid four. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. That is a three for me. Got a, got a nice 12. All right. 17. And that d20 is going away. <laughs> failed me for the last right. time tonight. Everyone but Bree failed uh, the save. Bree, you did succeed, however, you are still going to get hurt. Uh, everyone in the party loses three maximum hit points. <laughs> Bree, you lose one maximum hit point. And that power that gets re- like reaped from you, he lets a single drop of that drop into onto the hilt and it sort of gets absorbed into the sword. And he goes, Thank you for trade. Great deals. I thirst and will hunger not for some time. Good people. I find you again sometime for more bargain. And with that, he sort of grabs the central pole of his tent again and, like, almost as if he's... uh pulling shut an umbrella pulls the post down into the earth and it like swallows up him and all of his belongings until it sort of melds into the earth what did you do don't look at me you did it (laughs) (laughs) what a guy 
I didn't know he was magic. He handed you a sword with a magic blade. I he said that we could kill him, and you said no. So this is actually your fault. I got my magic sword now. Yeah, that's nice. I take a <laughs> deep breath and I go back to the cave and pack up my. So that's a. I also do forty push-ups. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Point zero point zero 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 one of those max hit points come back. Ask me what Orwellio's health is at now. What is it? Seven. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you got a a, a plus one radiant longsword, so that's pretty cool. Yay! And, and I can make a dome of force. So yeah, that's a, a, a plus one magical longsword, and all of its damage is radiant. Okay. You realize that we're going to have a cleric with a fetish for your sword now? I mean, hey, lightsaber, right? No, just keep <laughs> it from him. Show it to him, and don't let him touch it. He's like, I worship the sun. Got to make fun of him, don't you? No, not to make fun of everyone. <laughs> that, dear listeners, was me telling the party member who's not here today that he just lost three maximum hit points and doesn't know why. So that'll be fun. This is fine. Yeah. So, what did you guys do today? Oh, you know. (laughs) Off to a great start, really. Well, great. We better get going now. It's going to be a long day. Oh, and, uh... Dakota, you're obviously experiencing a stage of exhaustion. Is there a seat on the back of the chair? I sit there instead and I sleep. The red bands that were on us, is that a permanent mark? No. Okay. Not at all. You can just feel that it, it stole strength from you. I do not like this. Uh, in in uh, defiance of, of the Rodnar and his carriage, I'm going to ask Orwellio if I can ride on the back of uh, his, his donkey with him. No. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know why the answer is no? Yeah. Escolidio did not survive. What? What? Oh my god! So I just came back to a dead donkey is what you're saying, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm going to have to get into the dead space if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Is Nexus alive? Yes. 
Okay, well, he might be, like, over there kind of picking at the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Blue Jay. Blue Jay. I am so I... around me that I am not okay. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Aurelia. He was a, he was a good donkey. I approach Rodnar, looking at the sword, shake my head, and give him a hundred of my gold pieces. Uh, thanks. I was so excited about that donkey, too. I named him Skeleton. <laughs> I know. I was so clever. You monster. I've been pleased about this for two weeks. Oh my god! I. <laughs> we'll get you another one, I promise. There is no I, other Escalito. I shapeshift into Escalito, too. Point oh, out. Jesus. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. See, everything's okay. Come on. You can't just replace the donkey with another donkey. I think I won't know. <laughs> We're off oh, to a great start. Shit. And I just kind of like shake my head. And, and, like, motion towards whoever wants to hop on to hop on. Oh, Orwellio's already put his stuff in the back of your cart because it's your fault. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sweet sword, though. Guys, I've got a sweet sword. Guys. Guys? <laughs> just going to sit in the back and frump. There's no, there's no space asleep. in the back. Then he's thin. What's What looks not important back there? <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing. There's nothing. <laughs> I'm carrying like a like a couple bags, like two bags of spices. <laughs> it's just spices. It's like a bag of one pound of spices. Well, I can't just walk through the desert with like my arms folded across each other, grumping. <laughs> it would look ridiculous. <laughs> the, bird's, the bird's gonna stay near you to comfort you. Does the bat know, Does the bird know who Ozzy Osbourne is? <laughs> It's not a relevant question. Don't worry about it. <laughs> also, that was kind of like an open invitation for uh, Bree or Orwellia to hop on. Yeah, he's already on there. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, Bree's on there then, definitely. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> it's kind of like, Bree's kind of like hugging him. <laughs> Wait, I don't even know how to roleplay being this, this not evening right now. <laughs> the word uh, is distraught. Jeff. Yes. There's gnashing of teeth, I think. In the back of the card, I checked to make sure our box with our uh, package is and everything is okay with it. Who had it? Uh, it was it was in the carriage. Okay, in the carriage, then it's fine. Yeah. I can't help but feel a little responsible. <laughs> <laughs> It is as though I have slain a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of an ass. <laughs> okay. And had okay. my eyes plucked out in vengeful retribution. <laughs> All right, Samson. Let's, let's take about 10% off there, buddy. <laughs> it was Esquilito's jawbone. <laughs> uh, as I sleep, I mumble about overcoming this setback as a true hero would. Yeah. There you go. Alright, have we started on? Yeah. Well, 
it's a it's a very quiet day's travel. A little Except bit past. Except for weeping. Right. <laughs> but the 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 clack and and and, and clock of, of hoofs and the road, you know, drown that out pretty well. <laughs> uh, outside of Dakota, eventually waking up around you know post lunch. It's a pretty uneventful day. Uh, in fact, you don't even see anybody on the road. And you all have another night under the stars. Unless Orwellio pulls out a tome in which in his handwriting is just the word ritual spell book. Mm-hmm. I, could, uh, I could give us a safer place to sleep. If people want that kind of thing, otherwise have you copied the scroll into your spellbook, into your ritual spellbook? Um, yeah, I would have taken the time to do that during the trip. Okay, I didn't know how much. Of... Right. <laughs> and uh, you would have had to eventually taken a seat in the carriage because um, Cub can only wild shape twice a day, I think, mm-hmm. and only for like one or I two hours hour. each. Yeah. Can we just, like, fall off of him? Or... <laughs> well, I mean, eventually, I'm sure he, you know, gives you guys, like, a, mm-hmm. a nay of time no. to get off. <laughs> he just he just gives no warning. He just, he's he just fine. Shit every now and then. <laughs> sit there in the middle of the road with a broken back. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time we hear his voice, it is screaming. <laughs> oh, man. Yes, Orwellio. I would love to stay in your tiny hut. Jeez. Would the cart fit in there with us in a 10-foot radius? It's no. a small cart, right? No. 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 It's a small cart. It's a big cart. It's a big ass cart. Dakota's sleeping in the back and he's almost 8 feet. Yeah. It's, <laughs> this is like a this is like a 12 by 25 rectangle if you include like the the animals that are pulling it and everything. Um, Orwellio would begin the ritual, um, which is awkward because people are looking. Um, don't look at him. I look away. But, uh, for the first time in his magical career, he would summon a dome of force and protect. At least the pertinent party members. Good luck, animals. So, <laughs> funny thing about this spell. Uh, it's not exactly Liaman's tiny hut. Oh, no. It's like more I was of like... I for a ride. A little bit. It's more like Liaman's sizable box. <laughs> <laughs> and... What instead of uh, a a 10-foot wide dome, you get like a 15 by 15 box that from the outside always looks like a big black box. So it's slightly bigger than the hut, but... 
It is, but it's very doofy looking uh, and super obvious. It's perfect. <laughs> Honestly, the half the spell being half cocked is actually better for me. All right, I'm in. <laughs> Nobody will know to come looking for us here. <laughs> yeah, kind of. He's he would think to himself, pleased with his work. And you guys can walk in and out. You can still see out of it. But if any of you are outside of it and looking at it, it just looks like someone dropped a fucking monolith in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) The air inside is comfortable and dry, by the way. Yes. I'm talking mid-spring here, baby. I was going to say, like, early fall. Aren't they the same? I suppose. Yeah, no, Fall's got pumpkin spice. I'm going with you. Alright, <clears throat> anything else? You all gonna uh, do before you go to bed? He's gonna sit in the corner away from everyone. Okay. I will sit just outside the monolith door? There is no door. <laughs> okay. Um, the whole thing I... is like a... By... What would you say? What would you call that? Um, A membrane that you can go through both sides. Okay. But, like, only creatures he designates when he casts the spell can enter it without breaking through it. Okay, because the original idea was to, like, lean up against it? Uh, Would that, like, just have me fall through it? Um. Maybe you just sit there and try a couple times. (laughs) Falling a couple times. Let's uh let's take a look and see what the internet has to say about Liaman's tiny hut and the nature of that. I have the spell card. But it just describes the spell. Yeah, I was gonna say that might not go into full detail. Well, why don't you just lean a pallet or something up against the wall because that doesn't have permission to go through it, and then lean against the pallet. I will throw my bedroll up against the the thing and lean against my bedroll. <laughs> and kind of <laughs> Hope you just kind of like. Give a half-aware guard, I guess. Our group is going to die. I'll, I'll sit outside with Cobb on guard. I slept most of the day, so good for guard duty. Yeah, well, Nexus and I are hunkered down with Orwellia. No, you're not. You're away from Orwellio. Yeah, okay. It does specify that all other creatures and objects are barred from passing through. So if you wanted to, like, fashion a a wall to lean on, you could do that. Me? Any of you. Um, Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, so I'll just kind of, like, make a little layer with my bedroll. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to, of course, make a little fire with my druid craft, but... Hmm. I begin to sleep. Good night. Right? Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, the night is super chill. 
Um, uh, nothing happens. The morning comes. Nothing happens. Um, and so with that, it is the next day. Anything else? It depends. Did the spell shank me in my sleep? No. Anything else I love? Dead? <laughs> no. <laughs> Alright, cool. Orwellio wakes up. Why, why, why would you think that I would take from you and then take more from you? Like, I'm not a monster. Comic build up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'll get up and I'll do um double the push-ups that my dad would normally do in the previous campaign. <laughs> and uh get onto the carriage in my seat, but I don't I'll sit next to Rodnar today, but I'm not going to talk to him. <laughs> In fact, I cross my arms and look in the other direction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, so <laughs> you all travel another day uh, with, with some actual interaction this time. Um, <laughs> there is the most stereotypical thing in all of Dungeons & Dragons... Uh, down the road, some distance, you see that there is a troop of people struggling. There is a pair of, uh, like, merchant carts that have both sort of bashed into each other and fallen to opposite sides of the road. Um, and there seems to be quite the commotion down the path about what could have happened. They look threatening. Do we touch these people? I rush over to the scene to see if there is anyone I can heal. Okay. I join them as well, seeing that their hearts are laid off to the sides. I want to see if they have uh, any need of some money, perhaps to get them moving again. Are they arguing? Yeah, quite loudly. There is no need to escalate things, despite the fact that this is clearly, obviously, somebody's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so He's definitely not looking for anything valuable on the ground. Okay. Do you all sort of collectively approach the scene, then? Yes. Yeah. So, you all pull up and one of the humans looking looks over to you all and goes, oh, great, another group that's going to crash into my cart and make me lose a day of travel on the matter. What do you want? For you not to be so spicy. <laughs> um, actually, we were wondering if you needed any help. Help? Yeah. Yeah, I need help. Help with this dimwit over here what crashed into my cart and destroyed it just as much as he destroyed his own. Uh, you get the whole story as it goes. It's two carts going opposite directions. The road's not quite big enough. 
without one of them sort of like having one wheel off the road to pass each other. So you end up getting the story from these two travelers, two traveling merchants that essentially they played chicken and both lost because they just rammed right into each other. <laughs> What's the damage on their carts look like exactly? Uh, semi-substantial. Um, one of the, the carts has like all of the, the horse system broken. Not the horses themselves, but like, you know, all the reins are tangled up and some of them are snapped. Uh, you know, the, the guiding post that they're all sort of generally attached to is broken. Um, and, and just like some for, front axle damage. Whereas the other one is almost completely obliterated across the front left. Uh, and, and, and that whole wheel has been destroyed. They, they were really going at it, weren't they? Presumably these horses are tied up somewhere. No, they're kind of free grazing nearby. Okay, so they're obviously in good condition. Yeah, I mean. Okay. I would as as dim-witted and like headstrong as these two merchants clearly were. The horses still had self-preservation enough in mind to be like, "Hey, we're gonna hit these other horses. Um, we're gonna hit these other horses. Fuck, we're gonna hit these other horses," uh, <laughs> and moved out of the way. But in doing so, so drastically, did a lot of damage to the carts and then caused the carts themselves to hit each other. Okay. I think both of these guys are idiots. That's quite the possibility, Orwelly. These men agree with Orwelly. I will determine who is at fault. He pulls out his skull. To be determined if it answers him or not. Okay. Um... As you do that, one of the the first merchant, the human that noticed you all, says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! We don't need no necromancy here, bud." What are you talking about, necromancy? This is Orwellio. He sort of backs down, just like kind of taking in the menagerie that is you people. Why everybody give me a weird look when I pull out a skull? So what do you ask, Orwellio? What was that? What do you ask? No, that... Oh. Well, he'd ask the skull if the skull knows whose fault it is. (laughs) Alright. Roll a deception. (laughs) No. Okay. Um, Unless a solid... Seven. Okay. Doesn't it? No, wait, no, nine. So, you all see Orwellio, or those that are attempting to, see Orwellio, like, visibly talk to the skull, and then you see him, like, talk out of the side of his mouth like a bad ventriloquist. This next part <laughs> is... They are both fools. But then Orwellio. the voice continues... Without Orwellio speaking out of the side of his mouth, and say, "We should kill them both." Orwellio looks so excited. 
Uh, no. W wait, what? <laughs> Nothing. He puts the skull away. But we both think that this men are both idiots. Uh, um, is there a town nearby? Maybe we could escort you there safely. Latchburg's three days north. Is there one south? You're a day and a half south from a dwarven checkpoint at the desert's rim. Well, if you'd like, we could escort you there. Maybe you could get supplies to repair your little problem. Uh, Bree might help? elbow him in the shin at that. What are you saying? Why do we help these fools? This is their fault. They're on the side of the road with broken caravans in the desert. We should help. Ah! It's the right thing to do. Nobody helped me when I had my problem. But is it the profitable thing to do? Cho, cho both. He says uncharacteristically. Bold. Bold at this point because now he's thought about money. Cho, how about a coins? <laughs> The the human merchant says, "Yeah, I've got coin. You got the ability to fix my cart." Chase. Um, at this point, the other merchant sort of like bumbles forward and like shoves the first merchant out of the way. I'll give y'all a hundred and fifty gold to burn this man's cart. <laughs> well, Willio raises his hand. I no, <laughs> it's broken already. Do you not fix that? It's scrap wood. But you just said you could fix my cart. I can fix one cart. Uh, this is now a bidding war. Go. Uh, and then he like flips his hands. Go. <laughs> the one merchant says, I'll pay you 50 gold to fix my cart. It's hardly worth a cent more. The second merchant cracks his knuckles and says, 170. Kill him. I, I do Killing the one is not on the table. I do the 150 for the burning. Killing this yak man. He's angry about it. I sidle up to Dakota, arms crossed, just kind of like as if to affirm his decision about the killing. <laughs> is the burning okay? Is the burning okay? We're it's supposed to be heroes. It's heroes furniture parts. Burn people's carts or offer to kill them. They escort them safely to checkpoint. I didn't offer anything. Is a bidding war. We are feeling the options out. Uh, could, between this little like bickering between our our people, can Nexus be sort of like? poking around looking for shiny things <laughs> yeah I mean there's a smattering of, of like shiny goods in the tall grass off the road he's just like bringing them to Bree and like dropping them at her feet and going around and doing <laughs> Nexus retrieves about three gold worth of bobbles to you jeez <laughs> can Orwellio can I make can, can Orwellio attempt to notice that you're too busy 
trying to shake down a pair of people that are down their luck. It's not shakedown, it's negotiation. <laughs> At this point, the one merchant just says, You know what, tough guy? I'm talking to the other merchant. Why don't you and I just fight it out and see who these heroes get to save? <laughs> do you want to do it, you pussy? <laughs> I give you both five gold and we fuck off down the road. Go fix your cart yourselves. Sh no, wait. You shut up, your face. Let this happen. <laughs> I got an idea. Do you like it a justice? At this He's point, the two men begin to fist fight. Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, you, <laughs> tiny tiny lady, tiny lady, tiny lady, ti Breen. What? 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 Breen. Yeah, no, Orwellia, I remember the name. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, justice. Justice is a thing we care about. Justice is punishment, and punishment is losing trade goods. Go see what they've got. Go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I'm on it. Go, 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 go. You are fast. I am slow. Yeah. Yeah. And just, like, run around and start, like... All right, do you want to give me a stealth roll? Yeah. <laughs> I get excited about the, the prospect of rummaging. Well, I wasn't planning on being this way, but now I am. <laughs> <laughs> I assume Dakota is too busy rubbing the bridge between his eyes <laughs> and huffing with his eyes closed at the situation to notice any. I'm just kind of like mirroring his image. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Uh, you start to rummage through one of the merchant's carts um, and find, you know, several crates worth of goods. Mostly are still intact, but one of them has been, like, busted open from the accident. Uh, and you can see it's full of war goods. Um, salted and preserving rations, um, arms, armor. Uh, he's clearly a weapons uh, dealer. And uh, during the scuffle between the two guys, one of them gets knocked back and, like, falls onto the ground and, like, looks over and makes eye contact with you, Bree. <laughs> and goes, hey, uh, get out of my shit! And, like, starts what? to, like, scramble over towards you as the other merchant grabs him, uh, but lets go. And he goes, and, like, turns, let, like, lets go of the guy who saw you. And turns over to the party and goes, You're nothing but just a motley crew of brigands. Bandits. We are trying to find things to fix the cart. I thought that was why you were paying us. <laughs> These men are idiots. <laughs> like, he looks to the guys and, like... <laughs> and at this point, to prove his sincerity, he would walk over towards the cart and cast... Press the digitation to clear one cubic foot of dirt off the side of it. <laughs> All right, part of the part of the broken cart looks like a pristine version of broken cart. To that, <laughs> <laughs> to that the the merchant that's like standing next to you at this point goes, "That didn't fix it, you ninny!" And he punches you. That's fair. Does a fourteen hit you? Fucking right it does. 
right. <laughs> you take one point of, of bludgeoning damage. Cool. No, point, now we have an escalation of force. That. <laughs> Is there a penalty to casting spells in melee range? <laughs> I mean... What? No. No. <laughs> No, there's a penalty, or no, don't do it. I that's don't... A... There might be a penalty <laughs> from somebody. <laughs> I'm being threatened. I don't believe that there's a punishment. <laughs> or well, I would scream as he's hit and fall to the ground. Okay. Well, at least towards the ground. Okay. Oh, and cast color spray. <laughs> 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 Alright, roll the hit dice. Guide my sword. <laughs> oh, hit dice. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Thirty. Alright, believe it or not, that's enough to blind both of the merchants. Um the other guy goes, I didn't even do anything. I'm definitely gonna resume uh uh rummaging. Do you have six seconds, I'm leaving. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to the cart and I'm leaving. Yeah, no, Orwellio's leaving. Orwellio's running now. This was a fun interaction. <laughs> I leave them each six gold. Uh, I I send my cart to go, and then I I run over to the horses and try to get the horses to follow me. Okay, give me a handle animal check. You got it, boss. <laughs> Nineteen. All right, you you oh, coerce yes. all four of the horses to follow you. Yes. Let's go. Do you do you leave your mules behind? No. Okay. Congratulations, boys. You're chaotic neutral. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> so you guys gain distance. These horses um, deserve better owners. And, uh, yeah, you guys leave them behind quickly because they're too busy, like, screeching about how they can't see. <laughs> Have I collected anything? Uh, anything. Let's roll some dice. You rummaged about six martial weapons worth of loot. So, uh, let's say you get. Like two long swords, two pairs of daggers, and uh, a warhammer. All right. Orwellio is holding his face. He hit me. Dakota, are you feeling like a hero? No. <laughs> Dakota looks over at Orwellio and goes, You're lucky it wasn't me. Probably you're very muscly. Then she we'd would be hurt traveling two skulls. <laughs> or William would be dead. One <laughs> <Yeah>. punch. <laughs> For the record, I wanted to fix the cart. I'm glad your intention was in the right place, or Orwellio. It's not my fault he mistaked me. I told you three That's times, these men no are idiots. so disappointed in you. Esquilito knew what this was. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. 
so you all um <laughs> uh, do you do you at any point rig up the horses to your your carriage yeah to uh tie them behind it basically okay. i <laughs> i will ride one of the horses that is tied to the caravan Okay. Yeah, I probably would have done some, like, sick-ass pole vaulting to get on one. <laughs> and I apologize to the horses. <laughs> they seem soothed by your kindness. What did you get from a cart? It's not important, but also I want to know. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got some weapons. It's pretty sweet. You want to see? Cheers. And I would, like, pull them out and show them to them. Ta-da! Nope. Two long swords, uh, two sets of daggers, and a warhammer. I call out. Those look like they hit with the full force of disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> you seem like a man all about justice. Aren't, aren't you this man? Aren't you man? I'm a man yeah. who does the right thing. Is the right thing not teaching a lesson? And the lesson here is don't be stupid. <laughs> I'll remember that next time I need a lesson or Wellio to talk to you. <laughs> See that you do. I am full of advice. Good advice. <laughs> Look, she listened to my advice and now she has the things. Now we have the things. We also have four horses. Four horses. This one, I will name one of them. Are any of them black? Uh. No. Okay. Are any of them white? Oh my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm gonna pick one. This horse is now named Hueso. But they are much stronger than donkeys. Yes, yes. <laughs> they, they in fact are. And a full set of four, so you you could like carry a bunch of shit in your carriage now. And yeah, like uh, like I, all of Dakota's family. I I I don't know what the axle strength of a carriage is, but I might be able to break it. <laughs> in time. Um, <laughs> I steal. Yeah, because uh, I, I think we could have it a profitable relationship. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if a carriage can carry five tons. Five tons. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how much these horses can pull. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, a 
assuming, well, assuming the axles don't break, they could carry five tons. <laughs> right. Anyway, <clears throat> so you all, uh, you know, travel the most of the day, and as the evening begins to fall in, you can see the beginnings of dunes on the horizon instead of just more grassland. And as you all approach those dunes, and what rises up before you is a small township, a checkpoint town even. And the lights begin to glow across this checkpoint town as you all roll in to its borders just as night begins to settle. You are standing just outside of a rust dwarf checkpoint town, and it looks like one. Uh, as you all approach, a pair of rust dwarf guards stop you all from entering, and before they begin to interact with you all, we're going to go ahead and put a pin in it and do that next time. Okay. <laughs> There's no way our previous actions will in any way determine our future. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. No. Thank you for joining us for this session of Dungeons & Dragons. I've been your host and Dungeon Master, Kenny. We had uh, the now-pushed-to-NPC role, Finn Farstep, our druid... Cub, that's me. Our rogue. Brandolin. Our cleric, who is still not here, but he wasn't ever going to be uh, tonight. But he will be back hopefully next session. Um, Leon played by Eric. Our ranger. Rotnar, the horse thief. <laughs> There's worse names to be called. Uh, and our paladin. See you guys. This is uh, Dakota with a group of shenanigans causing hooligans. And our rogue, last but not least. You already, Wait, we already did that. Did we? No, maybe, sorry, maybe, sorcerer. Maybe also the sorcerer or Wellio. Just throwing <laughs> him up in the pile of credits. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. I have my list of the names and like I went in like a, some goofy ass order that like I lost track. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yes, it me or Wellio. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Yep. Oh.